Hey guys, I want to welcome you to the weekly Wednesday for the Financial Freedom Newsletter, where every week, every Wednesday, we delve into something inspirational, motivational, something excerpt taken from the Financial Freedom Weekly Newsletter. Wherever you are, if you're listening on Spotify, on iTunes, Google, be sure to click the like, subscribe, share, comment. Without ado, let's get into the show. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet... You can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Welcome, everybody, to this week's podcast episode for the Financial Freedom Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Christopher Liu, and I talk about four different types of freedom, time, financial, location, health, and I'm always scouring the globe looking for entrepreneurs on the cutting edge doing fascinating things and changing the world. So today, I have Quentin West, and what's really interesting, he dubs himself as an Airbnb millionaire and a life business coach. And Airbnb is this fantastic phenomenon over the last 10 years. It's changed everything. So, um, and today is going to be talking all about Airbnb arbitrage, how to use Airbnb. And with that, um, welcome Quentin to the show. Welcome. Thank you, Dr. Lou. Appreciate you having me and thanks for the intro. Yeah. You, all my friends call me Chris. And, yeah. So tell us more about your story, your background, your company, and we'll go from there. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so I started off in Airbnb more off of necessity. Um, I had a property that I purchased uh, with an FHA loan and I used my real estate commission because I was a real estate agent at the time uh, to put down on that property. So I only had a, around $1,500 in uh, a down payment to get started. And I moved uh, some of my furniture from where I dropped out of college a couple of years before into the house. So I'd, I'd have furniture to, to stay with. Um, long story short, I, I couldn't make my payments. Real estate sales just didn't pick up well enough uh, for me to live off of and also make you know my mortgage. So I moved back in with my parents and a friend of mine at the time was operating uh, a property he inherited uh, on Airbnb and he was making pretty decent money. So I thought, well, I've already got the furniture here in the home. I've got this house that I'm not living in anymore. Uh, so I may as well try to Airbnb it and see if that becomes su successful. So it, it absolutely did succeed. Um, the very first month I profited $1,000. And then the month, af month after that, I profited $1,500. And since then, you know, that property has made consistently $1,000 to $1,500 or more in profit every single month. Uh, that's where I kind of got my foot in the door. And, uh, you know, me being a 20 year old kid, I didn't have a ton of money at the time. I didn't have a lot of credit, but I saw Airbnb as a huge opportunity and something that I needed to dive into further. Uh, so after I saw that great success with that first house, I was searching the internet day and night, trying to figure out creative ways to get other properties. I was looking into creative financing, uh, which I ended up using that knowledge later on in my career. But at the time, uh, you know, it was all new to me. Uh, the thing that stood out to me most was the arbitrage model. I stumbled upon somebody talking about how they're renting 
a property long term from a landlord that owned the house. And then they were subleasing it to tenants on Airbnb. So I thought if this guy can do it, then surely I can. Uh, so immediately I took action. I went to Zillow. I found a property that was very similar to the one that I was already operating. Uh, and I started renting it for, for $1,300 a month. And uh, pretty soon it was making 1000 to 1500 a month in profit as well. Uh, it took me about 30 days to get that one up and running, uh, just using credit cards and lines of credit and anything I could scrap together to fill the furniture, fill the property with furniture. Um, but after that first one, and I kind of proved that concept that arbitrage was profitable from there, I just continued to uh, build my credit scores so that I could utilize other people's money, partner with other people on co-hosting opportunities, and then saving up as much cash as I could from my real estate sales uh, to grow my arbitrage business. Yeah, really interesting. Uh, like I said, Airbnb's opened up a ton of um, opportunities um, and, you know, it's especially for the arbitrage and especially during the um, away financial crisis it helped people rent out their homes, stay in their homes. Yeah. And now it's this awesome platform. It can, it's marketing, it, you know, it can be experiences. You So you talked about arbitrage. You, there's other ways of making money. And one of those is co-hosting. So tell us how that works. Yeah. So I got into co-hosting and, and right now we manage about five other properties for other people. But I got into co-hosting because I kind of maxed out my credit. I, I didn't have any more money to put into properties. And I had these big goals that I wanted to achieve. Uh, so what I did was start reaching out to people that I knew that owned properties. Um, a friend of mine actually owned a long-term rental. And that was one of the first ones that I co-hosted for. Uh, he was able to double his monthly profit by turning the property over to me to manage for him. And he just had to put some furniture in there. Um, but I believe he even had some used furniture in a storage unit that he moved in. Um, either way, we got it up and running. That one took off. Uh, he was super pumped because now he doubled his profit overnight just by handing it over to me. And then pretty soon he started talking to other people uh, that came to me as well for me to have them co-host their properties for them, or at least teach them how to get up, up and running uh, and manage the property themselves. And um, yeah, it's like, um, and it's really interesting because for example, co-hosting and basically it's property management and you can share, split the profits. Um, and really it's almost like Airbnb created this, basically they became this multi-billion dollar company and they own no real estate. And now you can basically uh, arbitrage it by, you know, managing others the other thing is uh what about um there's another thing on airbnb called experiences i'm not sure if you have um experience with that or have any uh, words for that so i haven't done uh any experiences we actually don't live in a market where in my opinion it would be profitable uh we're not a vacation market so if if we lived more of in a vacation market i definitely would encourage doing things like that uh, you could even do like bike tours or, you know, massages or things like that um, with your properties. But we just don't live in a market where we can really optimize that that system. Uh, but I have a lot of friends that do live in those markets where, you know, it's a, a big city where they can uh, really make a lot of extra money every single month doing things like uh, in-house chef uh, where they they have a chef come in and cook a meal for uh, the people staying in the home or they'll have a, a masseuse come and 
do a full body massage for the guests, things like that. Um, and then as a host, you know, it's great because you're kind of handling the marketing for other people. You don't actually have to hire these people in-house. It could be local vendors um, or people that own their own business and want some extra marketing. And they're more than happy to pay you, you know, up to $50, $100 on top of what they usually charge. Mm, yeah. And um, yeah. yeah, it's quite interesting. And you talk about um, market and working some of like arbitrage, co-hosting, um, where can these opportunities be be done? Yeah, arbitrage can be done anywhere. And, and it doesn't just have to be with Airbnb properties. So we we're actually arbitraging a 45,000 square foot warehouse. So we found a warehouse that was vacant. Uh, we rented it for 6,000 a month, and then we subleased it to a furniture manufacturer for 10,000 a month. So arbitrage isn't just for Airbnb. You can use it in commercial applications. You can use it for uh, event spaces. There's people doing it in every different area in real estate and other businesses as well. Uh, so I, I really think anybody can benefit from learning how the arbitrage process works, and then they can apply that to any other business that they like. Yeah, it's it's quite in you know you're you've opened up so many different possibilities. Um, and you talked about building an empire with used furniture. Um, how can people starting with bad money or without any money and bad credit? And so speak, to, you know, some of the guests. Um, they may you know be wary of this or that. Uh, tell speak to that. Um, like in terms of money, bad credit, and um furniture so i think the greatest opportunity to start your own business and then get into actual real estate investing where you're buying and holding the property uh, because that's our long-term goal this is just one of the first stepping stones to increase our cash flow so that we can invest in larger assets but i think the biggest opportunity is the co-hosting model where you can find somebody else that owns a property or even is arbitraging it and doesn't want to manage it themselves and then you can manage the property for somebody else, charge 15 to 25% of gross revenue. And we've made up to $2,000 a month in profit on properties we co-host for other people that we have no money into. And you don't need credit for that either. So I think that's just a fantastic opportunity. There are people just like me that only do co-hosting and they've got hundreds of properties making millions of dollars a year. So yeah, it's definitely a great opportunity. What's uh, what's your five year plan? You know, for this business, I know you touched a little bit upon that. Yeah, five year plan for this business. We'll continue to slowly grow this company. Um, I don't want a thousand arbitrage units, though. It, it's a lot of work and a lot of headache uh, to have that many units. Once you get over a hundred, uh, it just becomes a huge business uh, because you have so many moving parts. Right now, with just 37 properties, we have over 170 turnovers a month. Uh, so that there's a, a lot of things that can go wrong there and a lot of headache if, if you're not managing it properly. Uh, luckily, I've got a team that helps me out. I've got around 20 people working full time for me uh, that help take most of that burden off of me. Uh, so I'm working, you know, an hour less a day on my actual business. Everything else is focused on growth. So five year, we'll slowly grow this business, maybe to, you know, 75 units, 100 units. Uh, but our criteria for profits has gone up over time. It started at a thousand a month. Now we're looking to 3000 a month minimum. Uh, that way, you know, we have less properties, but more overall profit and less headache. And then we're going to take our profits, put them in a multifamily real estate. This year, we have a goal to purchase 50 multifamily units. 
Uh, we're not focusing on single family anymore other than for like flips and wholesale deals we're doing on the side uh, because you know a lot of people come to me for deals now that they know that I have the experience in the industry. Um, but long term, we're definitely going to multifamily um, instead of building a, a massive arbitrage company. One thing with Airbnbs is um, regulation, and you know a lot of these places they have um, like short term, and you have to get permits and leases. And speak speak to that a little bit. Yeah, so I think we're at an interesting time right now in the market because we have so many markets that don't have regulations currently. Uh, so like locally, we just started getting a few regulations where we have to get permits and things like that. But I actually think it's a better thing rather than worse because it allows people that want to do this professionally and as a business like us uh, to really excel over people that are coming in with one or two units and just throwing something together and wanting to take in guests. Maybe they're cleaning the property themselves um, and they're just not operating at a high level. It makes it less appealing for somebody like that, and it makes it easier for us to compete. Um, because the problem with scale is the things that we were doing at one and two units, we can no longer do. It's just not not feasible or profitable. Uh, like putting together gift baskets, doing those really personal touches and going above and beyond, you can't do that for 170 times a month. Uh, and and still be profitable. It's just an extreme expense. And that's something where like, if you're just starting out, you can really get above the competition because if you only have one or two properties, that's all you have to focus on. So you can do those extra touches. And if you're doing the work yourself, you can still be extremely profitable. So long-term with new regulations, I definitely think it will make it better for the large operators. Mm, interesting. Yeah. It's like, uh, there was this one podcast where it was, uh, masters of scale where it's talking about in the early stages, um, before you get so big, uh, if you're big, you have to use like software and systems to scale. Yep. But, um, and then when you're first starting, you do things that don't scale, like where you're talking about, like yeah. know, those extra touches, what, how is your, um, acquisition strategy changing in light of, um, this un economic uncertainty? you know, recession, interest rates, all of that. Yes. Yeah, so our acquisition strategy has definitely changed a lot over the years. When I think when new hosts first start out, they have the tendency to go towards the hot markets, the ones that everybody's talking about, Dallas, Houston, Austin, uh, Phoenix, Scottsdale, Atlanta, all those markets that everybody talks about in the media. And what I encourage my students to do is look at niche markets around those, because the problem is like we had seven units in Scottsdale and Phoenix, Arizona. That area went from 5,000 units to 23,000 units in a year, quadrupled. Mm -hmm. So what did that mean for us? That meant we went from 95% occupancy rates to 45% occupancy rates, almost, you know, less than half of our occupancy left because we, our units look the exact same as thousands of other people's. Mm -hmm. So now with us looking at niche markets surrounding those hotspots, we're able to better compete. There's not as much competition. We're, mm -hmm. And we're still taking in as much or more profit uh, because these are markets people are overlooking because they're too focused on, oh, I want to get in Austin. I want to get in Dallas. Uh, those hot markets everybody talks about. But the truth is uh, when you are 
when you're competing against that many units, you have to perform at such a higher level. And again, when you're performing at scale, it's very hard to have 50 units in a market and compete with somebody that has one. Mm. They're going to be much more detail oriented. They're going to be going above and beyond on that property where even though we do our best to go above and beyond, we're not putting together handmade gift baskets and offering wine and chocolates to every guest that checks in. We just can't, we can't compete at that level. Uh, So that's another reason why like the niche markets, the smaller ones that where we can really come in and make a presence and, um, you know, use what we've learned to scale, you know, really make a great experience still uh, is very impactful in those markets and very profitable. Yeah. I love, that's what I love is Airbnb is kind of, is like a software. It's a marketing tool and you're talking about like niche markets, finding those sub markets um, to focus on and, and target and, um, and I know, uh, so I understand you are a, uh, you're a life and business coach. You help clients, you know, you know, speak to how people can follow you on social media, contact you, you know, check your business out, et cetera. So I, I, I started out only teaching arbitrage, but now it's gone to more of a entire life and business coaching because the problem is I can teach somebody arbitrage all day long, but if they don't have the foundation, then they'll never really excel in business. So it's that foundation that's important, your health, your, your uh, mental awareness, your mindset, your ability to push forward challenges and not get discouraged because us as entrepreneurs, it's it's a hard path sometimes. You're going to go through those extreme valleys, but you're also going to have some extreme uh, peaks where you feel on top of the world. So it's important to take care of yourself physically and mentally to prepare yourself for those. Uh, and then, you know, learn, learning. Uh, how to utilize your credit, how to build that, uh, how to uh, you know manage people and use leverage so that you're not working yourself to the bone, doing everything by yourself. And that was one of the problems I had early on. But somebody that wants to learn you know, what we're doing, see some of the content we're putting out and what we're all about, uh, the best place to see that is my Instagram. My Instagram is QDealsHomes. They can also contact me on TikTok. It's the same same thing, QDeals Homes and Facebook, Quentin West. And let's, uh, for all the listeners out there, um, let's thank Quentin for coming onto the show, talking about these new ideas, Airbnb arbitrage co-hosting experience, really providing a fascinating insight into how to market and strategize in today's economy. Uh, be sure to check all his social media out and uh, visit his website. And with that, thanks so much for coming onto the show. Thank you, Chris. Appreciate you having me. I hope you really enjoyed that wonderful, inspirational, motivational piece. Again, if you, wherever you are listening, if you liked it, be sure to like, comment, share, subscribe. We're on everywhere, Spotify, iTunes, Google, Amazon, Audible. And without much ado, be sure to Thank this show's sponsors, and we'll see you next week.